Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 5 of Collecting Dead Man. I am your host, Steven Zeman, and I want to welcome you back. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast and giving us a listen. If you have not yet left us a five-star review, I ask that you please do so. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man and Twitter at Collect Up Dead. And uh, hopefully you can uh, follow me wherever this podcast is being listened to. And hopefully you enjoy the ride. Hopefully you were able to check out my uh, interview with Talking Taker co-host Alex Dorio. It was a a fun interview. I had a blast uh, talking to him about everything Undertaker. His favorite memories, matches, and uh, figures. I will have... uh, Plenty more interviews in the future with very special guests. Um, Hope you enjoyed the uh, special episode I dropped talking about the new Mattel reveals. Uh, We'll get into a couple of those also uh, later on in the episode. And uh, hope you enjoyed WrestleMania. Even though there was no appearance by the dead man himself. It was cool to see fans back in some capacity, uh, although really none of the matches hit uh, hit home for me this year. It was cool to see Kane get uh, uh, his place in the Hall of Fame, and it was cool to uh, look forward to next year's WrestleMania in Texas. Hopefully Undertaker gets his Hall of Fame induction then. Hopefully we get some form of... Um, an Undertaker appearance at next year's WrestleMania. But all in all, a a very fun, wrestling-filled week. But uh, let's get started on the episode. And as we always do, we get started from Tales from the Grave, where we talk about a favorite Undertaker memory, a figure hunting memory, and a favorite figure of that era of Undertaker. And since it is still coming off WrestleMania week, I want to talk about uh, Undertaker's resurgence so to speak, at WrestleMania 28, where he fought Triple H at the end of an era Hell in a Cell match, where he debuted a very uh, new uh, and demonic look, where he shaved his head and uh, sporting a new uh, mohawk style uh, hairstyle. Uh, I think just thinking about that match and everything uh, was riding on it, you know, the culmination of a four-year story arc at WrestleMania. Uh, two matches were shown, this being the uh, third match for Triple H, the second in this series, though. I think Undertaker revealing, that, that whole reveal of his new hairstyle, it's still one of those memories I think of uh, with that match. Uh, I, I love that match. Like I said at my WrestleMania edition uh, last week, it's so hard to pick a favorite Undertaker match, especially when it comes to a favorite Undertaker WrestleMania match. I, of course, picked the WrestleMania 25 Shawn Michaels, but you know my answers can vary by day and how I'm feeling. I went back and watched this match again recently over WrestleMania weekend, and I, again was uh, floored at how much I absolutely loved this match. I love the storytelling. I love uh, what Undertaker and Triple H do 
the addition of Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. You never know if he was going to be an asset to Triple H or a hindrance. Um, you know, those kickouts and the referee antics, Shawn Michaels hitting Undertaker with the Sweet Chen music into the pedigree. Everything just adds to the remarkable storytelling all three competitors put on in that match. And I just love thinking about, you know, the year prior, Undertaker and Triple H just beat each other. Uh, Undertaker winning uh, by the submission, Hell's Gate, you know, just barely beating Triple H. You know, they have that whole... Um, end of match fiasco with Undertaker can't walk to the back he has to be cutted off he he doesn't want that to be the last image that he's remembered for so he asks Triple H for a rematch you know Triple H pulls the Undertaker from two years prior you know declining it and Undertaker's got to go to extreme measures you know cutting off his hair um, telling Triple H he's not as good as Sean everything just adding up to that the whole entire uh, Hell in the Cell spectacle, his entrance, his hooded spiked robe, his reveal of the new hairstyle, his whole new resurgence uh, from the years prior when Undertaker looked weak and broken by being carted out. He has a whole new uh, lease on life. He has been rejuvenated. He's got anger and revenge on his mind. So it's just... Uh, a cool match to go back and watch. It's a cool match to discuss. I remember uh, being so excited for that Toys R Us exclusive 20 and 0 Undertaker. I remember it was being sold on their website. Uh, but before I wanted to buy it on the website, I wanted to try and find it in stores. Uh, back then, when Toys R Us was around, you know, you were hoping, you know, you can find it. On the shelves and you know when that time came you just found it on the shelves you know I think they got like cases of it so the mint on card collector that I am you know I had to go through all the boxes make sure which one's the best you know much to my dad's dismay him standing there because he's the one that had to drive me to Toys R Us he had to be the one that had to wait in the store with me going through every box you know what wasn't a highlight of his day but it was a highlight of mine Try, uh, finding that new exclusive figure uh, it's just fun to think back on those uh, figure hunts uh, remembering how awesome it is to find something new that you're looking for on the shelves I still get that feeling today I know I talked about it a couple weeks ago finding the Legends Series 9 Undertaker uh, it, you you still love that feeling, and um, the one thing I wish I wish they would have included his entrance robe with that figure. I know we got that robe with the Elite Series Twenty Seven Undertaker. That's sort of a mashup. You know, his wrestling attire is based off WrestleMania Twenty Nine with CM Punk. He's got the uh, Paul Bearer tribute pants. But he's got the WrestleMania 28 uh, spiked shredder robe. Uh, so it's like a mashup. You know, in 29, he had like the Assassin's Creed style robe without the uh, arm sleeves. But 28, he had the full robe. So he had like he had both of them at once with this figure. But he comes with a steel chair and sledgehammer. Both were used heavily in the match. 
So it was cool that we got, you know, you can recreate the things Undertaker used against Triple H and also what Triple H used against him in that match. But I think uh, if I could redo the exclusive, maybe instead of giving him the sledgehammer and the chair, give him the the robe and maybe an urn or uh, the sledgehammer itself. You didn't, we didn't need both. It would have been cool to get the robe in the exclusive since it was based off that win but uh, glad we got something that commemorated that match uh, I have a very vivid memory of finding that figure uh, so that's why I wanted to discuss that fig that match today in Tales from the Grave because it's a uh, a fun match to watch back it's a culmination of four years of storytelling uh, basically 20 years of storytelling if you think about it and it's got a great figure attached to the match. Uh, I think they may have released a Triple H figure as well. Uh, like a Best of WrestleMania Triple H to go along with The Undertaker. I know they released a, uh, a special guest referee Shawn Michaels figure. And a, a build a uh, figure Best of WrestleMania set. So it's almost like you can get all three participants of that match in three se uh, separate series. Uh, that just shows how iconic that match was. I don't know if it was supposed to be both Undertaker and Triple H's last match. Uh, it definitely would have been fitting if it was. Uh, it was a great match. Um, I know Undertaker is always talks about how happy he is with that story. How happy he is with the two matches with Shawn and then the two with Triple H. Uh, so it would have definitely capped off a legendary career there. Of course, we got eight more years of Undertaker matches, uh, which I love. You know, never take for granted uh, those years of matches Undertaker gave us because now that he's uh, seemingly retired, uh, wrestling is so different now without him. And I always remember, you know, especially um, in the later matches of Undertaker's career, you know, Michael Cole will always say, you know, you never know how many more of these moments we'll get and it's so hard now to think of wow we may not get another Undertaker match moment so it's those eight years Undertaker gave us afterwards I definitely respect it I love the moments and matches he gave us sure not all of them are great to look back at especially the streak ending the match with Reigns and even the Goldberg match but I'm glad that they exist because that means Undertaker was still giving us moments and memories that we can talk about to this day and many years after. Uh, so that's that's the Taker match memory, figure hunting memory of this week. Um, like I said in the bonus Mattel reveals, there isn't much Undertaker figure news. Uh, there was that one Reckon single release that is due to come out ringside revealed that so hopefully uh, they will be up for pre-order soon hopefully we can find those on the shelves uh, later this year as well Undertaker has been making his rounds on some podcasts and YouTube specials uh, most recently he did something talking like brief 12 minute one with the YouTube channel Nine Line Apparel talking briefly about his career and what he plans on doing uh, he's 
who just had a podcast yesterday called uh, Victory Over Injury. I wasn't able to um, listen to all of it, but he talks about his injuries, his career over the past 30 years, uh, what he loves about wrestling, how he's doing in his retirement life. So it's definitely something to give a listen to. I know I'll be listening to it this week. Uh, he promoted WrestleMania last Friday on ESPN Sports Nation. I know they uploaded that interview on YouTube, so definitely worth a listen. He talks about his WrestleMania moments, his matches, uh, what he plans on doing post-wrestling uh, life. He talks about uh, wanting to work with the newer, younger talent after he takes like a detox from wrestling life. He plans on enjoying with life with his family now, so all good things to listen to the man himself talking about. Um, love that he's been doing this, you know, open, uh, giving us a look behind the Undertaker character curtain into the man himself. Uh, I've met him twice I for very brief moments at uh, Comic-Con signings. I know he is down to earth. He's funny. He's uh, definitely somebody that you see the real person come out in these interviews. So whenever there's a chance to listen to him and give an interview and a podcast or a sports show or any type of uh, media pub uh, publication, I definitely uh, take the chance to listen to it or watch it. And hopefully uh, my fellow listeners do as well because it gives an insight into the man behind the character. So that is all for Tales from the Grave this week. Let us get into a very small weekly purchases as we dig up Dead Man. And this week, the weekly purchases, the mailman did not um, uh, deliver everything that I was waiting for in the mail, but he did deliver Basic Series 63. And I was looking for this one for a while, ever since mine was damaged uh, in the move. Um, it is. I never realized this figure be so hard to find. This one and uh, another one I'm looking for is the Battle Pack with Kane. I think it's Battle Pack 38 or 43. One of those two. Uh, so hard to find. I remember these being so easy to find in the stores and the, when they were released. And uh, I should have picked up more when I had the chance. But I'm glad that I finally have this back in my collection. Um, didn't think it'd be so hard to find, uh, especially, um, it's so hard to get in good condition in the mail, especially with the weak glue Mattel uses on plastics. Uh, it comes apart and the plastic bubble flips, uh, slips off the card. Hope, thankfully this one was good, so you can add it to my collection. And if you uh, checked out my Instagram and Twitter, I, uh, you would see that I was able to find a second Wubble Rumbler in Target stores. So I picked that up to inflate, and it is awesome. It stands about three feet tall. Uh, it doesn't lose air quickly. Uh, you, it's mostly used for like a bop bag or a... Uh, a t uh, toy that you can use to bash uh, other ones with. It's not in a. Uh, it's not a pool toy. It's not a water toy. It's 
It's uh, a fun inflatable bop bag type toy, and if you have, if you plan on getting more wrestlers to add with them, and it's fun to play with your friends, your family, or take out some of that uh, built-up stress uh, reliever on. So I uh, was glad to find another one so I can inflate it and talk about it. And my review from last week still stands. I think it's a fun item. I um, I knew it would be fun to inflate, and it's just um, definitely going to be a uh, collection uh, standout when I get my collection set up. Uh, it's going to be definitely something people will be asking, you know, what's that all about? So it's it's a fun item. I highly recommend picking it up if you find it in stores. And uh, that is all for weekly purchases this week. You know, uh, the mail is running slow as ever. But uh, as more things come in, I will talk about them uh, in the next couple weeks on the uh, on weekly purchases segment. So let us go now to Taker's Mark, where I talk about my favorite Undertaker match and the favorite Undertaker figure that depicts that match. Well, with Backlash coming up, the next pay-per-view, I thought it'd be timely to talk about my favorite Undertaker Backlash matches. Now, he has a few. Backlash in the Ruthless Aggression era became mostly a raw standard pay-per-view so he was he was in backlash with the first one where he fought Ken Shamrock uh, he fought at backlash 2001 where him and Kane uh, fought the two-man power trip in 2002 he defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the number one contendership at, and uh, then he didn't have a match until 2007 where he defended his World Heavyweight Championship against Batista in a last man standing match. And then the following year he defended his World Heavyweight Championship again against Edge. Uh, Undertaker has a great record at Backlash, only losing the two-man power trip match. And um, I, it was hard picking a favorite in this group of matches, uh, the Ken Sham the Ken Shamrock match is definitely a uh, underrated sleeper match. They do a lot of back and forth submissions, grappling, uh, a lot of MMA style fighting that the Attitude Era fans didn't really latch onto or care for. But it definitely shows Undertaker's range and what he can do in the ring. Um, the two-man power trip again, classic heel-face tag team with the heels coming out on top. Uh, the Undertaker Austin um, uh, Backlash 2002 match is great. Undertaker gets the opportunity to uh, fight the undisputed champion, which will uh, lead to his match against Hulk Hogan at Judgment Day, and the two World Heavyweight Championship defenses are just as good as his Wrestlemania matches the month prior against both opponents. If I had to pick a favorite Backlash match, I think I would go with the um, the match against Batista, the last man standing match at Backlash 2007. They 
basically fight each other till they both don't answer the bell. Undertaker retains because they uh, both men don't answer the 10 count. It shows how great of a pairing Batista and Undertaker were together. They had a remarkable WrestleMania match, which I believe should have main evented the show. Uh, they backed it up again at Backlash. They had a uh, amazing steel cage match on SmackDown, and they would continue that trend throughout 2007. Um, they would have also a great chairs match at TLC 2009. You know, Batista was one of the best sparring partners Undertaker ever had in that 2000s. Uh, mid-2000s era Undertaker. Uh, I love his matches with Batista. That's why, you know, I love also the match with Edge at Backlash. So it's definitely hard to choose. Uh, but I would give the Edge to Batista only because I feel like I may not talk about too much Batista matches uh, since, you know, usually lump them all together since uh, it's basically the same era of Undertaker. It's that two th it's basically a 2007 feud that just extends one more in 2009 because Batista earns the right to, to challenge him for the title. But it's basically a one-year feud, just like Edge is a one-year feud. Uh, so I may not get the chance to talk too much about Batista matches, so that's why I picked this one for today. I, I, I love this match. Um, I love the idea of both men not answering the count, so it shows that not only is uh, not only is Batista a strong adversary to the Undertaker, Undertaker is just as strong against Batista. And you know, Batista was built like a Brock Lesnar in the day, uh, someone who's basically unstoppable. So to see Undertaker take Batista to his limit as well was definitely something to be seen, and. Um, a favorite Undertaker figure depicting this match. You, you know, Undertaker figures from 2007, 2008, they all look the same. Uh, I don't know exactly if there was a figure with these, with based exactly on this match. But I, I would say, you know, you could use any of the Jack's Ruthless Aggression uh, tights with skulls design. They, they released the WrestleMania 23 pack with Undertaker, Batista, and the World Heavyweight Championship. That can double as a, as a backlash set. I think that's my favorite one, depicting that era of Undertaker's feud with Batista. It's uh, a great WrestleMania 2 pack. Um, definitely one I'm looking for for my collection. It's it includes the World Heavyweight Championship, so it can sh it showcases what they were chasing after, uh, what Undertaker uh, won from Batista, what Batista wanted back, what Undertaker ends up dropping to Edge due to his Money in the Bank cash in. So it's a fun two pack, definitely one that um, I can't wait to add to my collection. But yeah, that's uh, Taker's Mark for this week. Backlash 2007, Last Man Standing, Undertaker versus Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, 
and the figure to pair with it is WrestleMania 23 Jax 2-pack Batista versus Undertaker with the World Heavyweight Championship accessory. Uh, check out all his Backlash matches. They're all great. Um, like I said earlier, Ken Shamrock match not looked fondly upon in the past, but definitely one to check out. Um, I like the one against Austin to win the number one contendership, and both these title defenses are uh, ones to definitely check out whenever you can. I don't know if Peacock has uploaded Backlash yet. If they have, check them out. Definitely um, definitely a sleeper pay-per-view at times, but gives us some uh, great matches when uh, when it's put together nicely. So, as we move on to our final uh, segment of our episode, just a quick reminder to check to like and subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a nice five-star review. Um, follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead. Follow me at Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Uh, give this podcast uh, uh, some support, if you can, at anchor.fm slash CollectingDeadMan. Uh, and just I'm uh, glad you guys are here for this ride and uh, let's get on to our final uh, segment of the show Buried Alive where we take a just a weird or bizarre Undertaker item and say what were they thinking and throw it six feet under this week we'll be talking about the soft but tough WWE trucks uh, now, if you take a look at these trucks, uh, it's so odd what they did here. It's like a small, compact, um, I don't even know how, it's not, it's not even a truck. It looks like a minivan, and they have the, a giant head of the Superstar right on the uh, hood of the uh, car. It's just interesting to think what what they pumped out. And this is like 2007-ish because on the, uh, the cardboard box, it's like WrestleMania 23, WrestleMania 22 Undertaker. This is something you would think they would pump out during the Attitude Era, but unfortunately not. And other superstars in the line are Shawn Michaels, Carlito... John Cena, Edge, and of course The Undertaker, which I'm looking at right now. Um, of course, I, this is something I would have to add to my collection down the line. Not something I'm jumping at right away. Uh, it's just weird. I, I don't know if it talks, uh, but it's his. I'm reading. Some, it has real moving wheels. Um, it does have. Awesome sayings by The Undertaker. I just wonder what it says. It doesn't say what The Undertaker says, but apparently you, you press you press on his head to show the sayings. It's just odd. It's just an odd item that just shows what WWE was pumping out. Uh, every, every era of WWE, they pump out merchandise like there's no tomorrow. 
even today they put superstars likenesses on things that you never think they would do like uh, uh, wet wipes and blankets and bed sheets they still do it to this day uh, it's just fun to see all the different types of stuff that uh, on my journey to collecting Undertaker merchandise what I'm gonna uncover what I'm gonna dig up some things should be just left six feet under and this is definitely one of them the WWE soft but tough trucks KB exclusive talking um, minivan looking trucks with a giant face of the Undertaker on its hood well creatures of the night thank you for joining me for another episode of collecting dead man I hope you enjoyed it I hope you enjoy the previous episodes I have put out there especially the uh, interview with Alex Dorio the um, bonus Mattel reveals episode uh, stay tuned next week I will be uh, uploading a very special interview with Canaanite10 on Instagram. He is my Canadian brother of destruction. He collects only Kane merchandise. So it will be fun to uh, chat with him to see uh, uh, what made him collect only Kane and see... Um, what he has to say about his memories of Undertaker as well. So stay tuned next week uh, for that interview. And um, hope you have enjoyed uh, this ride into the dark side. As we keep rolling along that uh, highway uh, to Death Valley. As we try to uncover uh, every piece of Undertaker merchandise there is. And to give a little memories and history along the way. So thank you fellow creatures of the night. Let's keep on rolling together and keep collecting dead man.